Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So we have some thoughts and some hot takes about hiring. It's true. I've seen way too many people out there who are saying what they want next. And my insights are going... Absolutely not. Please do not do that because (laughs) if you go down that road, you're going to have some regrets. And I've seen so many people not only attempt this, but even try hiring the person. And then they wake up one or two years from now and they're like, why did I spend all this time and effort? And by so many people, she also means us because (laughs) I mean, I feel like I would like to think that we learned some lessons along the way. Well, we did. And made some progress. Absolutely. But we have definitely fallen into this trap before because it is, it's such a sexy trap. It's so ideal on the (laughs) surface. It seems like everything you want. And why wouldn't you be the genius to do this and make this move? But my body had like a visceral reaction when I heard this comment on a coaching session recently. And the comment was, I think it was something to the effect of, I think my next hire is going to be an exact replication of me. A duplicate. A duplicate. A U2.0. My soul left my body. And I said, absolutely not. And I had to like take a beat to gather, okay, why actually, how can I like really verbalize this in a way that's helpful? Right. Why is this actually a mistake? And so that's what you lovely viewers get to experience today. Yeah. So I think, I think entrepreneurs tend to take one of two two kind of main points when they get to the point where they're like, I know I need to hire help. And they either assume it's a very specific role. Your very first hire has to be a very specific role for your company, or you're just burning yourself on both ends. And you're like, okay, if I have another me, I can get more, I can get twice as much work done. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) LOL. LOL. Not the case. Uh Uh-uh. Not the case at all. You will continue to be disappointed. Yep. Because that's just, 
I think this all starts with buy-in and the difference between ownership and working in a company. Because I think we assume as entrepreneurs that other people, if they get as hyped up as we are on our mission and vision and purpose, and we like cheerlead them on, that they are going to really want the long-term success of this company. But Mm -hmm. here's the thing. They don't have any ownership or stake. It's the risk. It's the innate equity piece that completely differentiates behavior in your company. So literally what happens when you try to hire you 2.0 is you bring on someone and give them all of the responsibilities of an owner and, and the freedom to make choices and strategic decisions and even budget spins and hiring spins without any of the risk. None of it. Without any of the risk. And the likelihood for entitlement Woo. out of this, out of this world, resentment, resentment, unmet expectations. They're going to be talking about pay every five seconds, and you're going to be so frustrated because you're like, "Do you even understand what I am doing to keep you employed?" No, they don't. They don't, and they never will, and they no. don't have to. Exactly, they That's don't the have to. Yep. You don't have to create this culture where they have to have the same level of Mm -mm. buy-in. In fact, I encourage you not Mm -hmm. to try to strive Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. because it's going to scare people away. Absolutely. I mean, truthfully, think about it. We're like, when people who are actively seeking same level of buy-in, they're literally seeking funding, VC funding, capitalists, partnerships, selling equity. And those are not the conversations you're having when you're hiring a VA who's just like you. No. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. And just to like (laughs) put a little topper on that, I really encourage you not when you're in this place of stress and this place of like worry and confusion to think that the solution is an equity partner. No, no. Yes, no. (laughs) Yes, no. uh Uh-huh. That's the Midwest. I hard agree with what you're saying. (laughs) Yes. In case you didn't get that. Okay. So, so let's give the people what they want. If we can. Okay. And what they want is like, okay, okay, okay. I know you're going to get into it more. I'm not going to hire me. Okay. So tell me what my next hire should be. It's just like, it's a simple formula, right? Like I yeah. just need, who should it be? We don't know. <laughs> I just, this, we don't know. You know why we don't know? Why don't we know? Because you're unique and you have <laughs> unique needs. What are your goals? What's your zone of genius? What who industry, else is on your team? What industry are you in? What are you actually trying to accomplish? What problems are you solving? What is your actual skills and expertise? What is your background? What did you go to school for? Where did you spend the majority of your career? Where you, What do you like doing? What have you tested? What have you tried? What have you failed at? What are you efficient at? What are you just like knowing you're wasting your time while you're doing? I don't know mm-hmm. those things for you. And this is my big, my big soapbox <laughs> is that everyone has a unique set of circumstances. Yep. And some of them are bred into you as a child. Some of them are part of your education and upbringing. Some of them are things you purposefully develop in yourselves. Some are from spending decades in a corporate experience doing the same yeah. thing that you do now. Well, and some straight up come down to socioeconomics yep. and what you have access to and what your level of privilege is yep. and the color of your skin. Yep. And at the end of the day, you can't go out and try 
to garner the perfect position because you need to really assess. This is what it's about. You have to assess the needs of your organization. And so often the desire to hire a duplicate of yourself comes from the place of wanting to take care of your personal needs, not the needs of your organization. (sighs) Yep. Yep. And I hear oftentimes this phrase intermixed with this, I'm just going to hire me 2.0 is, oh, I can't wait to offload all the things that I hate. Oh, why are you doing that to people? First, think about that for a second. If you go to work for a new company, a new organization, and they're like, here, here, oh my God, I hate these things. Thank you so much for taking them off my plate. At first, you're probably going to be like, okay, great. I love to help. Like that's, you know, that's the energy of a new person. Right. And then that vibe and that energy around those things of these are the things that you hate. A, then why the fuck are we still doing that? And B, I don't want to do them then. Like if you're treating me like an equity partner, like an equitable partner, and you're giving me all the like shit tasks, like why do I want to do this for you? Yeah. Absolutely. Not. I want no part of that. No, no. And and so that's part of it. Part of it is assessing are the things you're talking about offloading, are they even necessary to the long term of your business? Because right. some of the stuff you're saying that you need to keep doing, you probably just need to drop altogether. Just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I will sing the song for you. No, I, I think you likely have tasks on your plate that are adding inefficiencies, they're adding they're adding risk. Yep. And and some things are just adding distractions. Well, and let's talk about what I feel like is one of my favorite versions of this conversations or or things that's going to help you uncover really yeah. where your next hire should be is the mistake of people hiring for the problem oh. to solve the problem. Oh, gosh. Hey, hey, we've done it. Like, hey, oh, 100%. my name is Emily and I've hired to solve a problem. I have hired to more solve More than problem. once. Yes. Instead of hiring to what I would like to say is fulfill a solution. Absolutely. You are the designer of the solutions in your business. Your job is to identify problems, face challenges, overcome obstacles, and identify solutions. And then you can develop a process. It doesn't mean you can't have a new person help you develop the process or work together on it. But ultimately... You can't just be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I just got to let it all go. Mm-hmm. I just got to like give it over to you because that is just, it's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. And honestly, mm-hmm. like the arenas in which you're trying to solve a problem are really, really big departments in your business yeah. that you have taken the reins for so long, right? Like right. it's generally like it's a leads problem. It's a conversion problem. Right. It's a profit margin problem. These are really big, big hat problems, right. right? That you're expecting a VA or a part-time contractor to come in and solve for you. And I really want you to flip the script on that of it is literally your job to identify the solution for mm-hmm. that problem, how you want your company to ethically and culturally reach the solution to that problem. And now you can train someone to come in and fulfill on that. What a concept. The idea that you are required to train the people that you're Hmm. bringing into your organization. Weird. Weird. Yes. How many times though? And see, here's the thing. The reason you're thinking all of these things is you've likely been a victim in one of these situations. It might have even been the reason you started your business in the first place. You were in a toxic work environment. You got taken advantage of and you're like, screw this. I'm starting my own thing. I know I can do it better. And then you get to a point 
where you're like, I'm so tired. I can't keep doing this alone. Yep. And so you, so you create your own baby toxic work environment. It's true. <laughs> Whoops. And it's okay. It's okay. Oh my gosh. It's okay. Because if we didn't give ourselves permission and forgiveness for making these same mistakes, then we wouldn't be where we are and being able to learn the lesson and process the lesson. And so we're helping you see that now. And we're helping you course correct Because we have not been perfect at this at all. No. Light bulbs didn't start clicking for years into business where, where we made the mistake and we realized that it was a mistake, but we didn't necessarily know why. No. And- and sometimes those, you know, lessons don't come around for a while. Well, okay. So, I mean, to give you a very tactical example, and because I think this will help, is when you're in that, I have a problem, I need to hire someone to solve a problem, cycle. Because it's a cycle. It's a cycle. Because <laughs> there's problems in every department, in every, everywhere in What ends business. up happening is you go on this, like, search for, for a thing. Yep. And you're like, I must figure this out. You have a problem and you you're in this cycle and you decide the only way to move forward is I'm going to ask everyone I know for an expert or Mm -hmm. someone with this background or this thing and they're magic, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to have the solutions for me because this problem, I can't handle it. I I'm Mm -hmm. just so over it. Mm -hmm. I just want to let it go Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with paying somebody. Yeah. I might even be okay with paying a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I see in in this in this phase of the cycle of like absolutely willing to shut out like thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on a solution that you don't actually know is what you need. That right. you don't actually know that they can provide. Right. And if it even becomes a solution, if you reach the holy grail of yes, you found someone, yes, they can turn your problem into a solution. Is it actually in alignment with how you want to do your business? Right. Well, because there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of context here that I think we're ignoring when we go this route when we're in this problem cycle, right? Because when we do that, we're trying to put a band-aid on like a gushing wound of yep. some kind. Yep. And usually the problem is actually not the right problem. Like you haven't usually mm-hmm. got to the root cause. You're yep. looking at a symptom. You think it's operations when in reality it's, you know. Or you think mm-hmm. I need to have a better ads team. My current mm-hmm. ads team is not getting me the right results. Right. And it's like, is your messaging right? Is your offer right? Do you have all the other pieces of the whole puzzle figured out? Right. And it's really like, is it really ads? Mm-hmm. Is it really ads or are you the problem? Yeah. And what I see most often for business consultants is they think that their problem is marketing Uh when it's really just they need to go back and do a conversion audit on the behaviors that led them leads and how many of those leads converted to prospects. Totally. Well, not just that, not only what, what led to the results they do have today, but also what is driving the success. And I think sometimes there's a lot of confusion around what you actually sell. Yes. And truly, if we took some time to clarify there, all of the other things would improve naturally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have to try quite as hard. And Mm -hmm. so, but that's a story for another day. (laughs) We'll get into that at a later point. But I think the only way to get out of this problem cycle is there is an area in which it does sometimes make sense to hire niche experts or other business consultants. I wanted to talk about that. Right? If if your zone of genius is not bookkeeping. Right. You don't have to keep doing your own books. That's the message I really want to make clear is what we're not saying is as the owner and founder, it's your job to learn all of the No, 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 no. 
Don't do that. Because here's the thing. This is the differentiating factor. Needing your books kept up is not a problem. Right. It is is a necessary requirement to stay in compliance with the law. Like paying your taxes. Right? Okay. So we need books that are kept up to date and we need those tasks done. We could either learn how to do them ourselves, which Mm. uh, for most of you doesn't really make sense. Once you hit over a certain amount of income, it gets more complicated and it's just easier to outsource something like that. But there's some things I, I don't suggest outsourcing. Right. Right. And this is the conversation that I want to segue into is, okay, what does it truly then mean to identify your zone of genius, hire accordingly based on your zone of genius, and the consultants who are sitting here convinced that they have 17 zone of geniuses? You don't. You don't. Sorry, baby. You're good, but you're not that good. You're good, but you're not that good. And that's okay. That's a great thing. Because in reality, we're all sitting here being like, man, I would sure like to work a little less. Man, I would sure like to make a little bit more money. But I'm going to keep wearing all of these big hats forever and always because Mm -hmm. I'm just so good at them. And then the other thing that ends up happening. Okay, so say that's the thing. Say you're stuck in the, oh, well, I've got all this figured out. So then your next solution is I no longer know how to grow my company. Right. Yes. Yes. So I no longer know how to grow my company. And so the amount of people I see hiring fractional C-suite people that are completely unqualified Mm -hmm. to come into other people's businesses and assess because they don't have buy-in, because they don't have risk. Yep. Because not always, but in most businesses, C-suite at least have some Yep. Equity stake in the business. Not yep. always. Right, right. But, and especially in small business, maybe not always because there might be a single owner who develops other leadership on their mm-hmm. team. But at some point, you might cross a threshold where your organization is large enough where you're at least doing some sort of profit sharing or like minor equity sharing. Yeah. yeah. And bringing in fractional people who don't have all the information or the background. Well, and I think, you know, kind of going back to the conversation we're having a little bit earlier about creating, it is your literal job to create the solution to then offload someone to fulfill that solution. I think what happens, I mean, the overwhelming sense around it is people are tired and I get that, but because they're tired and they're wanting to offload problems, they have literally convinced themselves that it's not their job to create that solution. Right. And I really want to go back to... And this is an overarching conversation that you guys are going to hear us say in a lot of aspects, but it goes back to like building an ethical, healthy company. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Because (laughs) I think this is a big conversation and I want to do a whole other thought take, a whole other conversation on pay. So I won't get too knee deep into that, but what I see happening is in an effort to treat other people as humans Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. respect them as people, there's certain values. And I feel like it's a little bit different for everybody, but there's some, there's something an owner will get caught up on. It might be how many days a week someone is working, how many hours, what their pay is. It's usually like one factor. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, if I do this, Mm -hmm. then I am like giving them this bandwidth, giving Mm -hmm. them the space that provides 
a human quality to what they're doing. And I absolutely think those things are necessary, but so often they're not assessing what the business can afford. Because if you're hiring a U 2.0 and you work four days a week or you work 20 hours a week or you take this many weeks off out of the year, then automatically it's duplicating that exact same schedule for U 2.0. Okay. So where, when is the business growing then? When are other processes being set up? Well, and so this is what also ends up happening in that sense is you end up hiring someone who just helps you maintain what you're doing today. That's exactly it. And that's the language of the mistake. If you could encompass it into one sentence, that's what we did for a couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is, we not only managed to still grow the company ourselves us and we had everyone else maintaining the version we had built but we had to trans we had to just transition into this new zone entirely to give our team like decision making power yes. but you have to do it in an ethical way and this is the thing this mm-hmm. is the thing because people think okay well i'm going to like give them all the information I'm going to give them all the financial data, all the analytics, all Which the- made that mistake too. All the things, right? <laughs> Everyone on the team knows everything. And if you're employing someone and your business is not earning a profit on a regular basis, then you are breaking trust yep. with your employees. And every time you break trust, even if they're a VA, even yes. if they're a VA- yes. If you're breaking trust down, then their efficiency automatically goes in the toilet. Yep. Yep. It goes down the drain. Because if you don't feel safe to that you're going to have this job right next month, next quarter, six months, next yeah. year, then you're always going to have one foot out the door. Absolutely. Always. And if you always have one foot out the door, that can look like so many different things. I see in a lot of small businesses that that looks like there's a side hustle thing happening. Yes. Well, and that's the same mistake too when you're hiring you 2.0 is this person is entrepreneurial. Yep. They want to start their own thing. Yep. Right? We've talked about it. And so it's that same spirit that you do love because yes. I hope you love those things about yourself. Obviously. But I want you to find that camaraderie in peers, in a mastermind, in coaching, in in networking events. I want you to find that in a friend, not necessarily in your employees. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. It's not to say that your employees won't have drive, determination, no, power. It's just different. Purpose, but it's a it different is attitude. Just different. And it's it takes to some people it is literally just a job and that is okay. And you might actually get better results. Yep. If it's just a yep. job. Yep. If for they them. can come in and put that job hat on and then leave and take it off. What because, a gift that you could give someone. What a gift. Because they can actually adequately rest. Yep. They can adequately take breaks. Yep. They can take care of their family and all the other things. And you are making a sacrifice every day by owning a company because you are giving up things in other areas of your life. Yep. And I mean, we're here to help you set those boundaries too. So it's an equitable give take of in your own relationship. Right. But I think to expect literally every member of your team to have that same give up and sacrifice isn't it's not going to move the business forward. It just isn't. It, it, I mean, it goes down to like having too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. If you have too many CEOs in the room, like nothing's getting done. Right. Nothing's getting done. You need doers. You need strategic thinkers. You need leaders. You need managers. You need executives. You need it all. And order- it's not all going to happen overnight. No, no. And by needing it all means you still get to pick that version of what it looks like for you. Yeah. Some of you are going to be so comfortable with you and one other employee. Yep. Some of you are going to hit five employees and you're going to be like, I could do this for the rest of yep. my life. Okay, yep. fantastic. Great. And some of you are going to keep having a passion to build a bit more of an agency style yeah. where you're going to need different departments who'd run different things. And not all of them are going to be client facing. No, 
Not all of them are going to be client facing. And that's a whole other conversation. That is a whole other conversation. I feel like I could open a can of worms on that one because it's something that we've actually been discussing really recently of what does that actually look like on your team to have client facing team members and non-client facing team members? Because innately, it just feels like some people are more involved and some people are less involved. And that's not really true. And that's not really true. And how do you continue to keep transparency and communication? And I could talk on that for eight hours. <laughs> I absolutely could too. I really encourage you to start thinking about when you're looking to hire, you really need to assess, okay, if this is my mission and vision and purpose, what are the actual goals and objectives of this company mm-hmm. in the next year and the next three to six months? And do I currently have the tools, resources, and manpower mm-hmm. to reach those things? Yep. And if the answer is no, then I do I have the budget yep. to hire? And sometimes the answer is still no. Sometimes the answer is still no. And, and for us, it was no sometimes where it was like, okay, now we are realizing what we need instead. Okay, we're going to need to put some things in place first. And so we did that and we did one correct move and then we did we, – we grew and then we did another correct move and then we grew. And, and I think so many founders are just – wanting, we're like hoping and wishing that it's just this black and white area of thinking when in reality, we all live in the gray, all of us for everything. And so it can't be easy as if this, then that, like it just isn't. And I personally can speak to this, but I did feel for a minute some, and resentment's not the right word, but resistance is the right word. I felt some resistance in myself around exploring this new version of what of who I needed, I knew I needed to be in order for us to grow, okay. for us to train, for us to identify solutions. And I I think a lot of business owners go through that because it is a mindset shift of, oh shit, I am going and transitioning from being the doer and the reason why we're successful to training other people to developing the how to taking what's in my brain and getting that, giving that to someone else and teaching and, and, and handholding in a, in a fun coach way and being so much a part of someone else's growth in order to see more growth that my, I mean, I had to go through a mindset shift of a, do I want to grow like that? Mm -hmm. That's a real conversation. Mm -hmm. And do I feel equipped yet in order to do that? Sometimes Mm -hmm. the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like a little bit, but not quite. Okay. So let's dive into what do I need to learn? What do I need to process and come to terms with in order to be this type of person? But I think we as founders live so long in that hustle and grind and the grit and we do what it takes and we'll do whatever it takes that it is really legitimately hard to kind of turn that off and you're not turning it off, but you're pivoting it to serve you in a different way. Sure. It's a lot of mindset stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, it is a lot of mindset stuff. Now, one of the things that I think helped me the most differentiating between when to hire a VA or a contractor rather, when to hire a contractor versus when to hire an employee. One of the things I did not realize, but I'm glad I have come to terms with, and I would like to share with you guys, Mm -hmm. is that you simply need to assess two things. Is this a core function of my business? Yes Mm -hmm. or no. If this is a core function of my business, 
legally, ethically, and for many, many other reasons, Mm -hmm. you should absolutely be considering an employee versus outsourcing with a contractor. And I think that's the conversation that's missing in the conversation of employees versus contractors. Because I think the only thing that's being talked about is the like tax and cost of the two. And while that is important, yes, and you definitely need to understand your tax ramifications yes, totally, and totally, the, totally. the cash flow that you need to have to have employees, that is the tip of the iceberg of the conversation of should this be for a contractor or should this be for an employee? Yeah. Now here's the second piece that it will be like, oh damn. Ellipses. <laughs> okay. A contractor by definition You should be able to tell them a task. They should be able to complete said task project without training, without coaching. Because you are hiring a skilled professional in a certain area of expertise. If you have to foster, develop, train, or create a process. That's an employee. That's an employee. Mm -hmm. And truly... The things that we have left in our business Mm -hmm. that are done by contractors, it's because it's very niche and it's done by an expert and we know exactly what their deliverables are. We know what the expectations are and they are fulfilling on those things. And for a very long time, we thought that it was okay Mm -hmm. to have contractors come in as as skilled, we thought we could just offload these core functions. Mm -hmm. And while that may work for a time, and while you may not end up getting audited and you may not get in trouble or whatever. it is a super gray area. It's so gray. While that may not ultimately happen to you, I do think this will directly affect your results. Yes. Yes. Because if they're core to your offer or to your function of the company you're running, then the whole point, like it makes it sound like having an employee that you have to train is a bad thing. And I thought it did for for a while. But no, training training and fostering growth is actually an incredible gift that you can give someone because they're growing in their career. They're growing in their strengths. They're growing in their skill set. You're giving them an opportunity, but also because you're doing that work, you will get better results. Yes. But you can't do that or do that ethically or effectively with Mm -hmm. a contractor. And so I think the bigger conversation that I would encourage small business owners to consider is if you are not ready to afford a full-time employee, we need to be assessing a part-time hourly employee versus a contractor because you will likely, they're not all that different in the grand scheme of pay. Right. But I think there's this misconception that it's so much more complicated. And sure, there's definitely legal aspects. There's definitely HR aspects. There's absolutely things that I want to teach you and coach you through. And I definitely am inside the incubator. Yep. But those things are, I just feel like so many people are wasting so much time trying to figure this out with help that has no, like, and here's the real reason. And I think maybe this is the, well, it's all the bigger thing, right? But (laughs) here's the 17th bigger thing of this conversation. (laughs) No. Okay. So 
if your goal is to create some level of buy-in, sure, we talked about not having it be so much so that you're creating an unethical environment. Right. But a contractor is on the opposite end of the spectrum. They're literally running their own business. Yes. So you are a client. Yes. You are not a responsibility. Yes. Of and this was a huge mindset shift that we went through. And I remember my partner so lovingly called me out and I was venting about some stuff about work when we had primary, well, we had all contractors. We were the only employees. And he was like, yeah, so you can't say that. Like you literally can't say that or do that or have those expectations because they're a contractor. You are acting like their boss and you are not their boss. You are their client. Yeah, you, you are, are their, their client. client. And he was like, so if you are unhappy with the service you are getting, then you need to tell them you are unhappy with the service you're getting because you are their client. Yes. A light bulb went off and the angels were singing and I was like, oh, here's a whole different way to look at this conversation. And I don't need to be mad about it anymore. And I don't need to be frustrated and have resentment. And all of the things that we've been talking about are going to happen if you try to hire contractors to like fulfill these types of roles. And it's either like, okay, we either need to see better deliverables or we're going to not renew our contract. Like that's ultimately what it comes down but to. see, what a <laughs> shift because- when we treat our contractors like we are their client, yeah. what yes. a light years yes. difference it yes. makes because yes. we are like, wait, what are your deliverables? Yes. What are the things? Where are they? What are you, what is part of the package? Yes. What is included in this? Yes. What are my expectations? It just went right over my head for years. But <laughs> truly, I mean, I would have told you, but I didn't know either. No, I know. <laughs> I would have told you, but I didn't know either. I didn't know. That's, the, that's our life story. Story of our freaking lives. I really would have corrected the situation <laughs> had I known, but I had to learn it with you. Yeah. And I feel so gifted to be in this place. And I'm excited because, okay, if the answer is not hiring you 2.0. Mm -hmm. And if the answer is not everyone hire has a contractor for everything, hire a contractor for everything. Uh -huh. If the answer is not that you all have the same hires in Next this hire, order, right? Wouldn't that be dreaming? Then, then what is the solution? And I, I think that the answer you're not going to like, but it depends. It yep, depends. It depends. Well, if I could sum up the solution in one actual statement, it's you need to get back to creating solutions. Yes. That's what it is. You need to, you know, put on your pants and, and put like- Put on your overalls. And acknowledge- Put your hair up in a bun. You need to acknowledge that this is your responsibility. Yes. You built this thing. Yes. You can't hand it off. No. You can't hand it over. No. You can work towards people being involved yes. and excited. Yes. You can work towards people being passionate and driven. Yep. You can hope for- self-starters and you can hire for unique characteristics yeah. that you want in people. But I think so often we're trying to just like fix all these things with either one of two things happens. You either try to fix it with a marketing strategy or you try mm -hmm. to fix it with a person that you want nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. You just want to be like, okay, they got it. Yep. Can I, I can come breathe. out and take everything I hate off my plate and then I don't ever want to talk about but it again. But you know what happens when you train people effectively? Magic. You know what happens when you add actual architecture to the back end of your business? Magic. When you have structure and ethics and quality control? Magic. It's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's so exciting yes. because when all of these things start falling into place, 
there's actual steps you can take. Yep. And I'm excited about walking our clients yep. through this inside the incubator. Because the cool thing is, is even if you've started to go down the wrong path, oh. you can course correct. Well, and if you're looking ahead and wanting to do this and realizing, ooh, I was going to make some of those decisions, we can set you up. You know what? And this is, I want to say this out loud to you. Let to me, you. Let me hear it. To you. <laughs> I want to say it out loud to you that our favorite thing is coming in and revitalizing organizations. Yep. Yep. That's our superpower. Even if it's just a team of one. Yeah. Because you know what it is? You know what it is? We are personal organizers for businesses. Yep. <laughs> Got you. It's like we come into your closet. We're, we're the like, definition of a clear container that holds like, all your stuff. It's like we're like the home edit, but like <laughs> the business edit. You know, you know, those you, might be trademarks that don't hold us. Oh, no, 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 I don't know. But this similar concept. Yeah. And the way you feel when it all starts falling yes. into place. Yes. And you like. And it's organized and solution driven and processed and streamlined and buttoned up. Operations, like training. Yes. All like it all yes. starts falling into place. Yep. I want to paint the picture of the future for you, but I, I can encourage you that we are going to let you in on some secrets here very soon Yeah, because it's all on the other side of this. And I can't express to you the complete, like I am a completely new person. Yep. I am a completely new boss. Yep. And it's because I was willing to acknowledge where I had failed other people before. Yep. And willing to start over from the ground up. back to the drawing board. Yeah, back to the drawing board, back to creating solutions again. And I've never been more excited to create solutions because every time we nick one off, like Mm -hmm. we carve it out, we get to improve from there. We get to continue to iterate from there. And I think so much of it comes back to what we learned in design school Mm -hmm. where we, we went to these critiques. We were literally taught and and bred we were clawed down yes they're like we rose from the ashes ashes. (laughs) they would literally tear our projects to shreds Mm -hmm. and in school i was like you're assholes yeah this is a not helpful (laughs) this is not helpful but what it taught me is that critique is not a personal attack right and that simply we have this opportunity to truly show up for people and we can get feedback. We can, we can loop in new ideas. We can continue to edit and refine. And I think refinement is such a unique skill set. And so many people just want to say good is good enough. And honestly, good is good enough works for a lot. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean you don't need to come back and revisit, especially when it comes to hiring because I want you guys doing this ethically, responsibly, equitably, profitably. profitably. Oh my gosh. We didn't even get into money today. That's a whole other conversation. But I'm so excited for you guys to dive in. Yeah. I can't wait for you. So if any of that sounded super dreamy to you and you were like, heck to the yes, I want someone to help me create these solutions and create these processes and really refine what I've got going on for growth, equitably, ethically, sustainably, all of those amazing things that I do really strongly encourage you to apply. We have something coming up exciting very, very soon. Very soon. Yes. And you're going to hear about it 
so shortly. Yep. But in the meantime, I want you to know that the things we're talking about, we're going over in depth. We're not just talking about the problem. We're talking about the solution and how to get there. Yep. We're talking about hiring in a very unique way, unlike anything you're seeing in this industry right now. And you can hear all about that inside the incubator. But the first step is applying. Yep. So I want you to go to bossproject.com slash incubator and take like 10 minutes and fill out the form. You're going to be hearing from a member of our team and we cannot wait to yep. see what you're working on and what you're working towards. Right after you apply, go straight over to Instagram at bossproject, send us a DM, let us know your name and that you just applied. And that will actually move your application to the top of the queue and we can get you approved if you're the right fit prior to this really cool super event we have coming up. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.